0: Levinson, and welcome to Light on Light Through, episode number 300. My review of Star Trek Strange New Worlds, the first two episodes, now up on Paramount+. Plus. Well, I saw both of those episodes, and I really enjoyed them. More than Picard, and a lot more than Discovery, if you'd like to know just to rank the new Star Treks that Paramount Plus has been rolling out. Strange New Worlds brought back a lot of the verve and joy of watching the original Star Trek series, a.k.a. Toss, and here are some of the more specific reasons why I feel that way. And, for once, I can say there are no big spoilers ahead. First, it was wonderful to see so many of the Toss characters brought back in their younger days as befits a narrative about Captain Pike ten years before he suffered the disfiguring injuries that we saw so vividly in one of the all-time best Toss episodes, The Two Hour the Menagerie. Anson Mounts Pike first introduced in Star Trek Discovery, is superb. I first noticed Mount in Hell on Wheels, where he also gave a top-notch performance. His Pike is tough, sarcastic, empathetic, and now tormented by the disfiguring future that he's seen. Ethan Peck's Spock is also outstanding, providing his logical commentary in perfect pitch, struggling to throw in some lame humor, just like I do every once in a while in this podcast. Spock was even pretty effective in a romantic scene back home before he's called to join Pike on The Enterprise. Cecilia Rose Gooding was great as Uhura, as was her backstory and her affinity for language, including music. Jess Bush's Nurse Chapel was also fun to see, especially her crush on Spock. And speaking of Nurse Chapel, she, of course, was originally portrayed by Majel Barrett, who played Pike's number one in The Menagerie. Rebecca Romagen's number one in Strange New Worlds looks to be a strong, literally supporting character whom Pike can confide in. And just for good measure, Sam Kirk, who would be James T's brother, is on board as well in Strange New Worlds, as an anthropologist. Two, the new characters were also excellent. My favorite was Christina Chang's Ahn Nujin Singh. She's tough-minded and tough to beat in a fight and she'll make a very effective security chief. From what we briefly saw of the new doctor and the new engineer, as always, a bit behind the eight ball with beaming, They'll be bringing a lot to Strange New Worlds, too. 3. I've been saying for years now, ever since cable and then streaming television emerged, that I much prefer continuing narratives throughout a season to stand-alone series. But I thought the first two standalone episodes of Strange New Worlds, the first with the same title as the series, the second aptly named Children of the Comet, I thought they both worked great. The first episode did violate the Prime Directive, Though in all fairness, the Don't Interfere Directive was not yet named Prime and only became Prime as a result of what Pike did in this episode. The second episode, about, I guess, an AI-driven comet and the belief of its protectors that the comet was a vehicle of a higher power, Well, I thought that was one of the best religion and space stories I've ever seen. It was a really fine and intelligent job, and this made me realize I prefer religion treated in Star Trek to the way it's treated in, for example, Raised by Wolves. And I guess that amounts to a preference for intellectual ingenuity over blood and gore. So I'm really on board with this new enterprise. Its position, a decade before Sam Kirk's brother took the helm, is in many ways ideal. In particular, what Pike does to follow Number One's good advice, to resist and contest what he saw in the future, and those of us who are old enough to remember first saw in 1966, well... That will be fun and exquisite to see. And I'll see you back here next week with my review of the next episode of Star Trek Strange New Worlds. And I hope you enjoyed that review of Star Trek Strange New Worlds, the first two episodes. As I mentioned, this is the 300th episode of this podcast, Light On, Light Through. And those of you who've been around here for the whole ride may recall that for the 100th episode and much more recently the 200th episode, they were sort of celebratory special episodes in which in addition to the reviews and whatever else I was talking about, I had people coming in congratulating me, which was very nice. But, you know, I decided it hasn't been that long since the 200th episode. I've been doing so many episodes, sometimes three or four a week, that here we are with the 300th episode. So, you know what? I'm going to wait until the 500th episode. That will probably be next week. Now, that's an example of my lame humor. It probably won't be uh, for another year or two. And then we'll do a special celebratory episode. I will be back here soon with my review of the next episode of Star Trek Strange New Worlds. I have a review that will be coming up very soon of the new HBO series, The Time Traveler's Wife. I'm continuing to review The Man Who Fell to Earth. And there'll be some other great series coming up on television. Let's see, The Orville is coming back pretty soon. There are all kinds of good movies and television series coming up in the weeks and months ahead, and I'll certainly be reviewing at least some of them right here. In the meantime, stay safe, stay sound. And you know, the Russians are not yet completely out of Ukraine, but the Ukrainians are doing a great job throwing them out of their country. They've taken back a lot of territory that the Russians took in the early days of the war. So you still should do what you can, anything really that you can, to help those brave people in Ukraine get the Russians completely out of their territory. The Light on Light Through podcast. You can find out more about The Plot to Save Socrates by Paul Levinson at theplottosavesocrates.com. Paul Levinson's Silk Code, about an ancient biotech war raging on in secret for centuries.